You're listening to the Ticker Podcast from IR Magazine, a roundup of this week's leading stories and industry comment from the world of investor relations. Hi, everyone. In markets around the world, corporate culture is under the microscope. This month, Britain's Financial Reporting Council is set to release a review aimed at encouraging companies to weave a healthy corporate culture into their business model. Coming up, we'll have a special report on IR's role in communicating cultural values. There are some really hard-hitting benefits to a company in terms of actually reporting and reassuring stakeholders that they have a good culture and, and actually evidencing this. And we'll also show you the best way to deal with investor criticism on Twitter. The biggest surprise in my study is that I find that not even directly um, addressing the criticism has some benefit. It's time for an IR pop quiz. Here goes. Your company just released quarterly earnings. An influential investor has taken to Twitter. He's accusing you of earnings management. All else equal, should you use your corporate Twitter account to A. Directly address the criticism with a public explanation. B. Actively attempt to redirect investors' attention to more favorable information. Or C. Ignore it. Time's up. According to University of Pittsburgh Assistant Professor of Business Administration, Nicole Cade, the best approach is the direct approach. But her experimental research also reveals that when it comes to restoring your company's reputation and investment attractiveness, the redirection gambit works almost as well. The biggest thing is being present on social media has benefits. And you don't necessarily have to get super involved in the nitty-gritty of the conversation to have some benefit. So you can even even redirect attention to alternative positive pieces from the disclosure itself without actually addressing that negative criticism or opening yourself up to, you know, further conversation. But that's still a good thing, which I thought was interesting and surprising to me. I thought people would kind of punish the firm for not uh, addressing the criticism directly, but instead, you know, people actually seem to like it, just having that presence there. You can read more about Cade's study in the fall edition of IR Magazine. Next up, our feature report on corporate culture. Did you hear about the culture club? It's the next big thing. All the in people are talking about it. Board members, management, regulators. They are talking, of course, about corporate culture. And, of course, we know why corporate culture is on everyone's lips. Our company was dishonest. Barclays are not alone in this. And the California We talked about apologies. And I told you that I owe a lot of people apologies. 73 anni provato dalla malattia, l'ex patron della Parmalat oggi non è in my German words, we have totally screwed up. So far, it's only talk. A survey done by corporate communications consultant Black Sun finds that only 14% of FTSE 100 firms directly report on culture in their annual reports. But that is likely to change. 
paradigm shift is on the horizon. There are plenty of ways to define corporate culture, but I like how Daryl Kopke, a director of Vancouver-based Peekaboo Beans, describes it. He calls it the sum total of conversations that happen within an organization and amongst its shareholders. There's a line of argument going around that there are strong links between governance, tone from the top, and creating the kind of corporate culture that prevents misconduct and unethical practices. In the UK, the Financial Reporting Council is responsible for promoting quality corporate governance and reporting. Soon, it's expected to release a major report on corporate culture. This will identify good practice examples and, they hope, prompt company boards to take action and ensure that good standards of conduct constrain the less noble aspects of human behavior. The FSC is saying that they will not, you know, they will make, not necessarily even recommendations, but they will set out what does best practice look like because they've made, you know, a commitment not to change the corporate governance code for over the next three years. Anne Kirkaby is lead corporate reporting consultant at London-based Black Sun. It's a, sort of a, a way of saying you have to act on this. If you don't, we might. Sharing that story... Communicating a company's culture with investors will be the IRO's job. From IR to IR depends very much from company to company, whether they are in the annual report or whether they're just part of the annual report. But Mm. from my perspective, they can definitely play a big role in making the business case for why corporate reporting should be sort of weaved throughout the narrative of the, uh, the annual report and what the you know financial business case is in terms of stakeholders for companies to do this. I think that is their key role because there will be others who are you know very involved with the end report in the in the front section of the end report um, who might want to have stuff like uh, values etc in there, but may not be able to make the business case in a in a in a compelling a way as uh, as IR would be able to do. Yes making a business case for values. If you can do that, you can make the case for measuring and reporting on those values. Kirkaby, who has an investment background, believes there is a clear financial argument for having a stronger company culture. My view on culture is that, you know, a good corporate culture makes a company, it gives company a sort of a competitive advantage. It makes them less risky, um, and it makes them a less risky investment as well. So I think, for me, there are some really hard-hitting benefits to a company in terms of uh, actually reporting and, and you reassuring stakeholders that they have a good culture and and actually evidencing this. And Kirkaby is not alone. A growing body of evidence suggests that when an appropriate corporate culture is integrated into a firm's business model, good things follow, financially as well as reputationally. A Harvard study, for instance, showed that companies that manage their culture well had five times the revenue growth and 750 times the profit growth of companies that did not. Researchers at Northwestern University found a positive correlation between workplace integrity and financial performance. And in one Canadian study, companies with the most admired corporate cultures outpaced the S&P TSX indexes by 1,300% in asset growth and 600% in revenue growth. 
Beyond the bottom line, a good corporate reputation, the product of a good corporate culture, has been shown to have a potent effect against at least one form of shareholder activism. European researchers recently compared the reputations of high-profile U.S. firms to their vulnerability to proxy challenges. Their findings show that a good corporate reputation serves as a two-fold inoculation against social activists, reducing both the frequency and success of proxy fights. Christian Hoffman is Professor of Communication Management at the University of Leipzig. These uh, activists are, are frequently um, motivated by public affairs or public relations concerns. And of course, there's an ongoing debate on how important these, these uh, kinds of attacks really are, because as we can show with our data as well, that the social policy uh, interventions tend not to gain the most um, support by the shareholder base, uh, basically. But still, you know, they, they create negative publicity, they create additional work, uh, they necessitate preparation and so on. So, if you believe there's a payoff from a positive corporate culture, what's the best way to tell people about it? Berkeby says the annual report is the ideal platform. Black Sun's survey found that about half of the FTSE 100 define the values of their organization in annual reports. Still, those cultural narratives tend to be in the form of an ill-fitting and separate section of the document. I mean, you see a lot, a lot of sort of uh, values or, or, or that sort of thing, and you have that sort of stuck in in various places, maybe next to your business model, etc. But that is not really it's not really working. You need to have it sort of going throughout the annual report. You need to see it in action as well. You need to see what does that actually mean when you say these are our values, mm. this is our culture. And to do that, you need to be able to measure it. Far from being some warm and fuzzy and tangible, Kirkaby says there's plenty of hard data to work from. So for me, it's also about sort of being able to long-term thinking and being able to, um, and preparedness really, uh, and how you're able to link several aspects of, of the end report, your strategy and your KPIs, how you're able to link uh, your strategy and your risk, etc., and how you're able to report back on, on things that went wrong or, or even just report back on, on where you are, on the targets you set, you know, and your willingness to do this. It says a lot about your uh, accountability, etc. In the end, corporate reporting provides a window on your corporate culture, whether you want it to or not. If you want to get ahead of the culture curve, visit Black Sun on the web and download the latest research on corporate culture reporting today. To comment on what you've just heard, drop us a line. Email us at editorial at irmagazine.com. And don't forget to join IR Magazine and Bloomberg for a free webinar this Wednesday, July 27th. It's all about understanding valuation from the buy side's perspective. IR Magazine's Brad Allen speaks with Bloomberg's business manager for valuation analytics, Jonathan Greenberg, and Amundi's head of global equities, Nicholas Meluish, to find out how IROs can best tell their valuation story to institutional investors. The insights begin at 11 a.m. Eastern Daylight Time. You can sign up at irmagazine.com. Thanks for listening. In Montreal, I'm Jeff Cossette. You've been listening to the Ticker Podcast from IR Magazine. 
for free access to all the latest global investor relations news and analysis. Register at irmagazine.com or download the app.